You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch, the founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely, the fantastic, the amazing Michelle Yu. How was that? That was very good. You forgot to uh, add in there, tired from being alone with her kids for a whole week. Tired. (laughs) Yes, we're all a little tired. This is what happens at Del Mar. We get a little tired. But Michelle, we have a great guest today. Um, His name is Anofrio Pecoraro, and he's an old friend of mine, and he's coming on the show. He doesn't have a lot of time, but Onofrio is one of the main owners of Mo Forza, grade one winner Mo Forza, who's making his return to the races this Sunday at Del Mar in the Del Mar Mile for Pete Miller. Onofrio, thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to be here. Hi, Michelle, Billy. Hi. How are you doing? Everybody Just glad? so you know, I voted for the Eclipse Award for you last year. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I tell you, uh, in my short 11 years as an owner, I've owned, what, 20-some horses and and Mo Forza has been a horse owner dream I mean he he ended up his campaign as a three-year-old winning three greater races in 56 days and uh it was pretty spectacular and then we got invited to the Pegasus and you know we didn't have the best trip but you know we came in ninth and um it's been a dream come true well, let's. We're going to go back to Mo Fours in a second, but Anofrio, tell us a little bit about your introduction to the game and and how you got started in horse ownership. Well, I met Barry Abrams through uh, my uncle's father-in-law down here on India Street, a little Italy, probably twenty years ago. Uh, of course, I didn't have much money to buy horses, so I said, "Well, one day maybe I will, and if I do, I would like to get into the unusual heat." Uh, horses and I knew Barry and Madeline had unusual heat and uh, so fast forward it was in 2009 I was at my buddy's bar having a few drinks <laughs> <laughs> and I called my buddy Vincenzo Laverso and said hey you know what I, I'm ready I want to buy horses see if you could set up a, a lunch with uh, Barry and he called me the next day he said yeah Barry's coming down to my restaurant Greystone um, he'll bring some horses and see what you want to do from there. I said, all right, great. Well, I met Barry, Diane, and uh, he brought five horses. And, uh, you know, knowing Barry, he just basically said, look, you want to buy 10%, you want to buy 50%, it's up to you. So I just bought 25% of all those five horses. And you know, one of the stars out of that group was a horse named Party with Brando. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, a couple hundred grand for us and. and a lot of excitement. Um, I remember Barry racing him probably every two to three weeks, and it was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> that is such a Barry big, that's such style. A Barry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and um, and then you know I got to know Barry as a horseman, as an owner, as a trainer, much more because I was going in the barn a lot and uh, having lunch with him, and meeting Diane, his kids, his brother David, etc. And of course, I met. 
Madeline Arbath through through Barry and uh, became partners with them on multiple horses. And, uh, you know, some some did well, some didn't do well. But, you know, in this game, you got to have two things, patience and thick skin. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's my golf game, so I enjoy it. <laughs> I play golf, and this is my, uh, this is my hobby. What what was it about Barry that really captured you, you your imagination and kind of brought you into the game? What what made Barry a little different, a little special? You know, a, just a genuine person, honest. You you know, I'm one of those guys I could just kind of see through people, and I just remember meeting them. And I was a young kid back then, and just remember, wow, that guy's a nice guy. And 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 then of course becoming a partner in the horses with him. And, seeing how he treated the horses and seeing how his staff uh, conducted themselves. I was impressed. But then at the end of the day, you know, we know Barry's been through a lot with his health uh, issues. And, and, and I'll tell you, um, he, he gives the word strength, uh, the definition. I mean, he, he lives every day, one day at a time. He's been through a lot. And most people would have just given up and he's mm-hmm. not that guy. You know, he just goes out there. You know, we, we, we pretty much text on a, on a pretty much daily basis, uh, but uh, he's just a down-to-earth, honest person, and I love him to death. And I tell you, uh, I've had multiple trainers uh, in my career and just owning horses, and, and uh, I always look back at the good times we had. I have to tell you the story of how we came partners at MoForza. I reached out to him. And uh, asked him if he had any horses that I could buy into. And he said, hey, I got this baby. He's six weeks old out of Uncle Mo. Uh, the dam's inflamed out of unusual heat. I was thinking of selling him in the yearling sale. But if you want to become partner, then the, 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 the deal is we're going to raise him. I'm like, of course. You know, let's do it. So we settle up. We're going 50-50 under the horse. He texts me about an hour later. He says, okay. Now that you're owner, you're part owner, now you need to name him with the champion name. I mean, Barry knew it <laughs> from birth that this horse was going to be special. And I'm not joking. He said it just like that. So here I am. I'm with my buddy Tommy, and I'm like, you know what? I got this horse. Barry wants to give him a name. What do you think? And so we're going at it. And so Tommy called me the next day, and he's like, well, what about Mo Forza? And, and Forza in Italian means strength, power. Oh, right? there so, we go. There you go. And, that's, and, then, and then I was like, great. So I text Barry, and he says he loved the, he loved the name. And, and then, you know, of course, the, the horse was at uh, the farm for a while. And then we decided it was uh, spring of last year when Barry reached out to me. And, and you know, Brian Lynch had the horse back east in in. Uh, you know, everything was well. There was no issues. I love Brian Lynch. is a great man. I met him a few years ago. And just Barry reached out to me and said, you know what? I'm feeling that we got to bring him to the West Coast. So we decided last spring we brought him to Peter Miller's barn, which has done a quite amazing job with him. And he debuted early June of last year. Um, came in third. And... Um, and then, you know, I remember racing him in August of last year. We put him an allowance. He was still a maiden, and he lost by a nose. And I just remember the gallop out, and I looked to my buddy and said, look, this horse is special. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, a month later, he broke his maiden and then went on his 
three-year-old campaign by winning those three state races in 56 days. So you've it, it's been pretty it's, special. It's been a dream yeah, come true. Great Every, run. Everybody that owns horses uh, would want to have someone, some horse like this that, of course, is a colt. And uh, the future prospects of him breeding down the road is, is, is a dream come true. By the way, selfishly, I had him in like every single ticket on Breeders' Cup Day, and he delivered like he was my biggest payday of the whole weekend. I was thrilled. Yeah, he won the Twilight <laughs> Derby. Yeah. He, we ran second, yeah, actually. Yeah. He won the Twilight Derby, and then he came down here to Del Mar, and he won the uh, the Grade 1 Hollywood Derby. Um, Onofre, you've won a lot of races. You've won stakes races. You've done it all in this game in a relatively short period of time. Del Mar is your home track. When when Mo Forza had the lead and started to pull away in the in the Grade One Hollywood Derby last fall, what was going through your mind? Emotional. I mean, I know probably TVG's shown that clip of me hugging Peter, and here I am crying like a like a five year old. But <laughs> you know, you know, winning a Grade One. You know, it, it, I just remember telling Barry two years ago, hey, I just would love to win a, a graded race. He was like, oh, don't worry. You'll win plenty of those with this horse. And, wow. And, you know, he, he won the grade one at Hollywood. You know, the uh, Cutter uh, Twilight Derby on Breeders' Cup, nobody gave him a shot. And I let did. me tell you a story. <laughs> Well, yeah, I had the exacta. What are you talking about? We ran second. I had the exacta. I know. I, I, cast, you, you I, got, I hit the try, actually, that day. You, you, you won't believe this. We're walking into Breeders' Cup. It's 9 a.m., okay? I get a text from Barry. He goes, we have two horses scratched. One of them was Baffert's, and the other was Peter Miller's horse. He goes, we have two scratches. He goes, I'll see you in the winning circle. Nice. I mean, this is Barry Abrams at 9 o'clock in the morning. You know, Rosario was on the horse. And, yeah, it's just been crazy. And then, of course, he ended the year by winning the Mathis Mile up at Santa Anita. Yeah. So, yeah, Onofrio, it's awesome. Ted, did did you ever ask Barry what he happened to see in the horse that led him to be so just convinced he was going to be good? From I mean, you said you bought into him at six weeks old. That's that's like right away. You know this this horse has something. Yeah, you know I I don't recall ever asking him that question, but I just remember him telling me. You know, I, I, of course Barry uh, had inflamed the dam, and so. Mm -hmm. You know, the bloodlines of Uncle Mo and his dam probably was just his gut reaction. And when we had him at Taylor uh, May, the farm, they would send us a photo every four months, six months. Mm -hmm. They would send us updates. And that's all they would say. This is going to be a great horse. He's growing well. You know, they start getting into all the specifics of the, his body and his legs. And here I am. Reading. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult sport we're in. I mean, right. God forbid, you know, a lot of horses, unfortunately, get injured just training. So you, you kind of be cautious on everything you do, and you just have to hope for the best. And I'll be honest, in all the three races, I felt good, mm -hmm. but I didn't expect him to go on that three-year-old campaign and win three greater races in 56 days. I'm just being honest. But well, he did. We want and you to be honest in. <laughs> here on the horse ownership experience. We're all about honesty, Onofrio. Onofrio, what was, you know, you, you won some of these great races and then you got invited to the Pegasus, which obviously he didn't win, but that's a big honor to be invited to, you know, one of the richest turf races that there is. What has been your favorite experience with him? Oh boy. I tell you, it's, it's a tough one. And you know, being invited to the Pegasus was awesome. We were, you know, up for the uh, nomination 
horse, male turf horse in that category. We lost to bricks and mortar, so I felt mm-hmm. good about that. And I would say looking back, it was it was probably the grade one at Hollywood because it was in my backyard. It was at mm-hmm. Del Mar. You know, it, is, it was an emotional uh, win. He, it, I don't know if you recall, but he got whacked right at the uh, beginning of the race, and he just didn't care, and Paco rode him perfectly, and he came back to win. And, and so I would say Hollywood Derby um, was uh, probably uh, my favorite moment. But I have to tell you, we're at Pegasus, and I got this video a few days later when I flew back from Florida. And, and so Brittany's on um, – the national coverage and she's like you know i just ran into mike smith you know, and he likes mo forza and i'm sitting there going wow that's Brittany bringing up my horse's name and mike smith <laughs> is liking him you know i mean that was pretty cool i have to admit well, awesome. you're you're a pretty cool guy, Onofriana. I know you don't have a lot of time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Onofriana had had a great breakfast this morning downtown in uh, Little Italy, which is Onofrio's backyard. He's basically the mayor of Little Italy. He's basically the mayor of San Diego. <laughs> Wait, like a Little Italy in San in San Diego? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wh- yeah. Where did you yeah. eat? And what did you eat? Because uh, we that's far- like what I care we went about. To farmer's table. Farmer's table. Farmer's table. Delicious. Uh, my buddy Vincenzo owns. The one here in uh, Little Italy, and he has one in La Mesa. And we had breakfast. We BS for an hour. And, and we got him right on the show. Yum. But here's the thing. I know he doesn't have a lot of time. Onofrio, I know you're busy. But what, give some advice um, to people out there who are thinking about getting into horse ownership. What would you tell them? Well, I, you know, just like I said earlier, you got to have patience and you got to have thick skin. And, you know, if you could afford to invest, you know, then – I tell you, it's it's there is no other sport that you could be a part of that gives you that excitement and and the thrill. Of, I mean, here I am. I'm I'm just waiting for the post call for Sunday's race, and I'm on like on pins and needles. And then <laughs> you prepare for the race, and you wake up Sunday morning waiting and thinking, okay, how's he going to run? How's he going to do? It's been eight months since he's raced. So you know, for all those fans out there that are looking into getting into this sport, you know what? Do it. You won't regret it, especially in, in the fact of Little Red Feather. Going with a little amount of money, you still get all the enjoyment. You still get all the excitement. You get your license. You you know you get that whole environment of being a horse horse owner, and you know enjoy the moment. I mean, enjoy that's, the that's moment. All I could say. Yeah. That's beautiful. No, we really appreciate it. Anofrio, best of luck on Sunday with Mo Forza in the Del Mar Mile. We appreciate you taking the time today, and uh, we'll see you out there on Sunday. All right. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Michelle. Take care. Best of luck. I'll be cheering you on. There we Thank go. Thank you, Michelle. Take care. All right, Bye-bye. buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks, enough for you. We'll be right back after this. Midnight Storm. Striking Sire Line. Grade 1 winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking Speed. 110 by 133 and 1. Seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. And we're back on the horse ownership experience. I never know how to say that, Michelle. And we're back. The horse ownership experience? Horse ownership experience, yeah. I don't really know how to say it, but that was great. Onofrio is a great guy. Um... You know, he's been in horse racing a long time. He he really kind of understands the game. And I think what you heard there, Michelle, is how 
special it is to have that one big horse. Right. And you know what? For for someone like him, he deserves it because he's put in his time. He's paid his dues. And uh, I, I, I wish him and Barry Abrams. Obviously, Barry Abrams one of my favorite people in the game. Um, we miss him desperately. Uh, just the way he'd run horses every other week and, you know, kind of came from the harness world and, and just – a, a, a great man who loved this sport. You know, I, th- I talk I talk all the time, Michelle, about Mike Mitchell and, and his passion for the game and how much we miss mm-hmm. him. Um, well, you know, thankfully, Barry is still with us, but um, he's not as involved anymore. And it and it it, yeah, it, it hurts. It hurts the game and it hurts right. people in the game because he was a great Plus, horseman. Yeah, he still is a great horseman. Yeah. It's funny that, you know, this horse, too, he, he gives you some of those reminiscent of Barry when you look at his race pattern because he – Ran his first time. He ran 20 days later. Then he ran like 24 days later. And then he ran 17 days later. Like, yep. you know, he, he, he raced very close to each other, which is something that Barry was always known for. Yeah, he really he really did. And we miss you, Barry, if you're listening out there. So thank you, Nofia, for coming on. Michelle, let's do, let's do a brief race recap of some of the things we missed uh, from last week. And then we have a big weekend coming up at Del Mar and across the country, but especially Saturday with uh, all the graded stakes. And we can kind of let's maybe we can do a little race pre- preview on those okay well i think the biggest race over the weekend uh, to talk about really is just the grade one alabama which went just with skydiver and she just looked tremendous in it yeah i don't know what really to say more about her that hasn't been said um <laughs> uh, you know kenny i McPeak. do think that it's like silly that people are like oh now she should run in the derby it's like why not just run in the oaks and call it a day all right so um you know uh, she was awesome um, yes. I don't know who she was beating, really. I don't think she beat the greatest bunch in the world. Um, this daughter, three-year-old daughter of Daredevil. Uh, but here's the thing. What are you looking more forward to? The Kentucky Derby with Tis the Law at all? Or the Kentucky Oaks with Swiss, Swiss Skydiver, say that ten times real fast, versus Gamine? I mean, I'm looking forward to the – I don't think I've ever looked more forward to an Oaks. Right. I mean, it's going to be exciting. I, you know, everyone that's like just saying like, oh, Gamine's going to crush her. Let's remember Gamine prepped in a seven furlong race. Yeah. Uh, Swiss Skydiver is prepping in a 10 furlong race. So there's a big difference when you're going a mile and an eighth. Uh, uh, there's a huge difference. And I, I, I think it's so, going to be very, very interesting. She's owned by I think so. uh, Peter Callahan. She was bred by Windstar Farm. Mm-hmm. That's Swiss, Swiss Skydiver, who um, in any other year, Michelle, would be the top three-year-old filly. And right now she's probably, what, 1B, right? I mean, Gamine right, 1A, right. Swiss Skydiver 1B. What a race that's going to be. I, that, I'm excited about that. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Me but too. I am. I'm, just <laughs> yeah, t- right? I'm just like you. I'm kind of tired today. we got to wake up. Um, okay. So looking ahead to Saturday at Del Mar, huge like you day. said, we have a huge day. It's huge. already Pacific Classic Day. I can't believe it. Um, there's also the Del Mar Oaks, the Del Mar Handicap, the Green Flash, and the Tory Pines all on the undercard. Okay, so let's let's go through it really quick. Um, uh, okay. Pacific Classic. Well, let's, can we do an order? Yeah. Because that would be best for me. For okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, we can do whatever you want because this right, is our so show. All right, the Green Flash right green yeah. flash five furlongs on the grass grade three um you know i see some of our usual suspects pretty much in here and some like maybe new faces but there's there's no standout to me in this the horse that i am going to be rooting for is torse because we named him he's not uh, running on this show he's not running he's not he's scratching oh i didn't know yeah. my pbs don't have him to scratch well that he's sucks. not scratched yet but he's not running oh okay 
Why? Well, the, That's a perfect spot for him. No, it's not. He's still eligible for one other than. He's going to run in the one other than next a, week. A lot of horses are running in one other thans that are in the Kentucky Derby. I'm just saying That's this three-year-old, field is Michelle. not. Is my. I'm just saying, this field, I don't think, is full of standouts. Right, I'm gonna give you, right? I have not looked Why at sheets yet, but your... I'm going to give you that outside horse, Mike's Tisnow, who's very fast. He's won four out of five the Andy Mathis. Andy Mathis, yeah. He's extremely fast. I don't know how fast he's running, but he gets a nice outside post where he could kind of make – if he makes the lead from there, he's going to be tough to run down. So look out for Mike okay. Tisnow. Go for the How's Tory speed Pine. been holding up on the turf course? It's okay. You need to be close on those okay. sprints. As we saw last week okay. with a little guy by the name of Tilted Towers. Uh, I think how many did you win like fifteen or sixteen uh, races? We won last three week? races last week, including the return <laughs> I of. I feel like it was more. Raimundo, did you like yes, Raimundo? That was, I did. Remember, I picked her on top. You did pick her on top. Thank you for that. I picked her on top. What about the Tory uh, Pines? So I liked her. Okay, so the Tory Pines, one mile on the main track. Um, I got a sneaky I one mean, here. Okay. I, why did they run Merneath on the grass last Who time out? I don't know. Because American Pharaoh has been throwing grass runners and Baffert just decided right? to do that. But I like, provoca- I like provocation for Pro- Speedway Stable yeah. and Baffert. Yes. She was favored last time. She was very impressive in her first start. Uh, um, I think she's going to like two turns. And I think I you're going to get a nice, juicy price right there. Because I think a lot of the action will be on Harvest Moon. Who listen? Velvet Queen ran second to her coming off the layoff last time. She beat her uh, Harvest Moon mm-hmm. beat her easily. Obviously, she beat Olders, but I don't know how much, how much, how many, you know, really, you know, Shanghai Truffles was in there. I just don't know what kind of bunch she beat. What is that? Oh, listen. that's Spencer on his play microphone. <laughs> At least he's not screaming. I like provoc- provocation. I I'm say. giving that one out as my secret little special play there. All right. So. I played Secret Keeper uh, in her last race, and she I think awesome. she's interesting. I mean, like, you know, I was just, I'm a little hesitant on the Into Mischiefs on Grass, but Provocation's an Into Mischief on Grass, but too. But this is not a Grass. Oh, shit, it's not Grass. Why am I so stupid, Billy? I don't know. Can we just start this whole thing no, again? Sorry. I'm Either keeping way, it in there. I like Secret Keeper stretching out today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, because I was stuck on the underneath running on grass, I guess. I, I think Secret Keeper is really intriguing. I don't love the price, though. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Right? Seven to two. What about want. Simon's other horse, then? I don't know. Wah, wah. I just like the wah, wah. <laughs> I just like when you make mistakes. It makes me feel so much better. Paige and nah. Wah, wah. No chance. No chance? No. Let's talk I about mean, the Delmar okay, handicap. Look, she ran third in a stake last time out. Chuck got the Santa Isabel because it was against Donna Veloce. Chuck it. Then she k- killed a field, uh, an allowance field at Golden Gate. And before that, she did break her maiden on dirt going a mile. This Isn't that has even a little to be, interesting? I just got the morning lines for the – do you have the morning lines or no? In front of you. Yeah, yes. You, oh, shoot. I was going to play games. The morning line in the Del Mar Handicap is ridiculous. It oh, goes as race seven at about five o'clock. Um, United okay. United is going to be four eight to five. Eight to five. Eight to five. I know. Can, can we lock in the eight to five yeah, right now? Yeah, seriously. No? I mean, United's going to be four to five. Who do you think is the second choice? Uh, I don't know. Oscar Dominguez at six to one. Oh, I'm sorry. Originaire. Originaire at Originaire five to one. Originaire at five to one. Uh, Oscar Dominguez at six to one, wow. and then Red King at eight to one. There's your price. 
Wow. I mean, Red King comes off a huge win in the San Juan Capistrano. Plenty of time between starts. Phil D'Amato's red hot. Um, Phil D'Amato so has won know this race. Let me tell you something. Phil D'Amato has won this race five out of the last six years. Yes, he's never won at Del Mar, but look at the trips he's had. Yeah. No, he lost by a nose to, uh, to Ward and Jerry. He had a horrific trip in one of those races when he was favored against North County guy. He, he, every trip at Del Mar has not been good, but he gets a little guy named Rispoli. Have you heard of him, Michelle? Yeah, he oh, is yeah. the difference maker, but he rode him last time and crushed them. And crushed them. And look who, look who usually rides Originaire. Mm-hmm. 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 Read, mm-hmm. read anything mm-hmm. into that, my friends? Mm-hmm. All right. I'll take my 8-1 all, right. all, right. all the way to the bank. I'll all take right, now the big on, one. On Red King. I mean, that's that's a good betting race right there. Absolutely. If you can somehow beat United, you're going to get paid. I mean, let's be honest. He's going to be buried down on the rail. If you Absolutely. take a look, he's usually towards the outside of all of these races. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, he, I agree, Michelle. I agree. That's I think, just I not think a great spot a, for him to be. No, no. All right, let's go to the uh, Del Mar Oaks, which is the next stake race on the card. Who do you like okay. here? This is a this is t- talk about good betting races. This is a great betting race. I don't. I haven't, again. I haven't looked at sheets yet. Races. They just put out the morning line. I have a feeling this Niche Blanche for Lenny Powell, yeah. Madiquette, DeSaru, and Marsha Nafee. I have a feeling this Philly's going to get bet. She's 5-1. to one. Laura's Light's 3-1 to one for Pete Miller and Gary Barber. Um, that Philly tries and runs well every single time. You cannot leave her off of any tickets. Uh, Giddy's at 8-1. to one. Uh, It's you a wide-open race. I think like you have to play Geethy, right? I mean, she just got beat by Laura's Light um, last time. I bet her I last like time. She's really interesting. I bet her did you, so did I. One last time. God I damn it. I because it was one of those stupid, like, Ray Pollock, beat Ray Pollock races, yes. and I played her. You crushed it. But, I mean, it was good okay because I played her win place. But Oh, good. And then still. what do we do? How do you beat Maximum Security? Do you beat him? You try? What do you do, Michelle? Mm. Who's going to win this race? I mean, at the mile, You're an expert. I'm going to say maximum security wins this race because the mile and a quarter is absolutely his cup of tea. Right. We already know, like, mid-court, I don't feel like wants to go the mile and a quarter, in my opinion. Higher power. He'll probably end up maybe running second now, right, as the, he gets more ground because he definitely likes that. He sure. just has not trained like the same horse that won the Pacific Classic last year, in my opinion. Right. I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm thinking it's Lock City, Michelle. About Miranique. I think it's Lock you, City. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. This is your single, right? Lock City. Lock up, Max. Enjoy what about the Mark day. Black put in that sharp samurai in here, or is he going to scratch? I don't know he if he's something. running. He entered. I don't know if he's running. Okay. I don't know if he's running. Because we'll didn't talk he do that before and enter like both races and scratched? Uh, he did. What a big day for Delmar on Saturday. It's just, you know, Michelle, I've been going to the races. I've been enjoying it. I appreciate Delmar allowing owners to be there, but like it's just not the same. Do you like going to the races better, or do you like being at Veranda North better? I, 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 well, I go for our races, and then I gen- then we come back for Veranda North. So um, uh, we do. We get a little bit of best of both worlds. <laughs> Um, I so can you so, tell us for Michelle, I haven't I'm gotten so, to go yet? Yeah. Can you tell us what it's like going to the races? Like where they put you? What do you do? Okay, like well, what okay. what amenities are there? Yeah. So it's it's actually really nice. You you go in and, and the bo- you can sit anywhere in the box seats. Um, you know, right on the finish line, right around the finish line. There have been usually a hundred to two hundred people there. I would say. I'm assuming Saturday okay. will be a very crowded day. Probably the most they have. Uh, it is. Listen, everybody's different, and everybody's experience track experience is different there's a reason i sit on the veranda um rather than facing everybody because i'm really loud i'm uh, insanely emotional i oh my gosh (laughs) 
I scream like crazy. And like, so these people who are like seeing my antics for the first time are like, what is going on here? I, I, I mean, I almost feel like, like an outcast. One screaming, right? It's so funny. It's great. But like at the beginning, it was kind of fun. Like I remember the first couple of days we were there and everyone like, uh, I'll give you an example. Kristen Mulhall won a race and she happened to be walking down the stairs and I just kind of stood up and turned around and I go, how about everybody give it up for Kristen? And we all like clapped. Oh, and it was boy. like, it was kind of, it was kind of nice. That has kind of died off. Most people are just kind of quiet. They're sitting there. They're reading their forms. Um, you can order food and beverage that right to your ask drink. You, is there food I mean, and drinks? Me. Okay. Yeah, right to your table. Um, you literally have a little thing you scan on your phone, one of those little scanner things. I don't know what they're called. Oh, like a QR code. Yes, QR code. And uh, you say what you want. They bring it. You put your credit card in. They bring it right to you. It's very good service. If you're, you're social distancing, people, you don't have to wear your mask if you're sitting within your section. But if you walk around, you got to put your mask on. You can't go in the paddock. Um, but you can go around the paddock on the outside. So you still, I have a chance to say hello to my jockey and, and meet them very quickly, uh, oh, okay. as they're on their way. Um, so it is, it's nice for the owners to be able to go see their horses. That's the closest I've seen my horses in, in six months, you know, right. at the paddock when they walk by, it's exciting. Um, but for the people who truly love the racetrack experience, which not only is the horses and the racing, but it's also the people that are there. It's the entertainment. It's all the stuff that comes with it. I told my buddy the other day, I said, it's imagine like going to uh, Coachella, but you could only go with like 40 of your best of your good friends. Like, it'd be nice. It'd so be it's fun to like see all the bands. Well, like when yeah. you rent at Disneyland. Right. It's like, it's nice. Well, no, it's bet Disneyland would be great because then you just go on all the rides and you don't need a group <laughs> to enjoy Disneyland. But like things like rock concerts or racing events or, you know, Dodger games, you know, even if you got to sit in the stands for a Dodger game right now, you'd be like one of eight people. Like it's not it's not that great. Uh, and right. I, I'm not taking away anything from Del Mar. Again, I want everybody to understand we are uh, thankful and appreciative of the fact that we can go watch the horses. That's amazing. It's just in this year, 2020, this crazy effing year, um, it just sucks. So that's what it is. It How about that? Sucks. Just sucks. I mean, you can that's quote good. me on that. It just sucks. But uh, Michelle, okay, so we have that oh, great really, racing. What else we got? That any owners can come, by the way. You don't have to have a horse running that day. If. <laughs> It's a, it's kind of the unwritten rule. They, they just, they're okay. not getting enough people in there. They, they made a max, a, a, a maximum, and we're not hitting that maximum. So if you are an owner okay. and you are, you'd like to go to the races, please contact Mary Forney at the, uh, at the TOC, TOC. offices mm-hmm. and, and let her know you'd like to attend the races. And I'm sure we'll. we'll I would be able still to get like to in. come one day with my kids. Well, I don't know about the kids because they're not licensed. I know. I know. Well, that's not fair because DHRB does not allow kids to be licensed because I've tried yeah. to get Olivia licensed to put her horse in her name. Yeah. The one that's running on Friday for us is Olivia's horse. Are we live? And it Wait can't be in her Are name. Are we live? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's her he name? Is. He is. His name is Teton Valley, but Teton she calls Valley. him Philippe. Okay, Philippe. Yeah, we'll be rooting for Philippe. first time routing on the turf. We'll be rooting for Teton Valley. We'll be rooting for Onofrio Pecoraro, uh, who has yes, Barry Abrams, who has oh, Mo Forza in the Del the way, Mar Mile I on Sunday. I love that story, Billy. What's that? The story where he was like talking about how like Barry Abrams like embodies strength and the oh, horse yeah. is named. I love that. I'm going to use that in my next show. That's good. It's Thanks, a good name. Onofrio. Uh, thank you, Onofrio, for coming on. Thank you to Delmar, TaylorMade, uh, Santa Anita, all of our sponsors who make this show possible. Thanks for all the listeners. If you want to uh, reach out to us, at Ona Horses, our Twitter handle, at BKLRF, 
at the Michelle Yu. You could also tweet to uh, at Veranda North because that's pretty much the uh, the fire Twitter handle of the summer. Um, are you going to keep it going after uh, I don't Delmar's know, done? Michelle. I have a hard enough time like waking up in the mornings to worry about Veranda North Twitter account. I'm tired like you. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It should be a fun weekend. Go Red King for all the hashtag LRF Nation investors. We're very excited. It's a win and you're in. Win and you're in. Time to shine. Won it two years ago with fashion business. Can he re- yeah. Can he do the same feat? We will find out on Saturday afternoon at Del Mar. Michelle, you're the best. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk next week. Awesome. All right. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces, he's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.